I think my staff's getting tired of me quoting Marshawn Lynch, but like he still said it best. Like he's about that action, right? Like, like on purpose, no matter where the location of the pitch is, you crazy fool. Like I'm telling you right now, there is not one hitter on the planet. Fellas, fellas, fellas. Yeah, I don't know about that, but you know what? I'll save it for 12 months from now. We'll talk about it in 12 months. <laughs> that dugout we got Bo and Joe coming up next on the farm system right here right now fellas 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 welcome back to another episode of the farm unfiltered we're here with uh one and the only Bo Callis Garth of the Garth of the North got it baby Garth Brooks himself <laughs> love it love it yeah so no I mean obviously uh you know we're having a uh, a good time over here and uh you know Joey I gotta ask you so who's the barber you got down there in Vegas now? Listen, I, I, not to, not to hound him, right? I, my guy out in California was just, he was just top notch. Shout out, shout out our boy Carlos. Carlos over there. What, what, well, yeah, let's give him a plug. What was, Where was it? Icons? What? Icons Barbershop, yeah. Icons, baby. Yeah, Icons. Now that, that's a, that's a big one for sure. Like uh, he was definitely uh, the major plug there. So if you're out in, uh, what is that? Uh, Orange County area. Orange County. Oh, that was Santa yeah. Ana, right? Santa Ana. Yeah, in Santa Ana, I need a need a cut. Uh, Carlos. Carlos is your guy for sure. Yep. That's my guy. So, yep. but uh, anyways, the guy here is actually named Carlos as well. Um, nice. Yeah, so that's pretty interesting. Um, he's also named Carlos, but yeah, he just you know he's he's still he's, he's figuring it out. He's good. He's figuring it. He's figuring it out. Yeah. We're we're getting. It's it. always hard when you find a new barber. It takes a few cuts, so you start looking clean again. That's literally. That's the, why I'm just. I haven't. I'm not gonna let anybody touch mine. Probably the hardest year. part, well, the, 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 but you're starting to get to a point where if anybody did touch it, literally anybody, it might be okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, believe it or not, my sister just trimmed me up, so. Okay, well, see, you, you, said, you said not anybody until your sister got in there. And tri- well, trim doesn't count. <laughs> no, I love it. Um, so, um, no, that's been, you know, again, the hardest part about moving, right, is trying to find a barber. That's a yeah. rough part, especially in, uh, in these, um, you know, have you seen the... <laughs> Have you seen um, as well? Have you seen those commercials where every single commercial I'm just waiting for it? I'm like, wait for it, wait for it. And they're like, um, unprecedented times, like it's right. just like, or right. uncertain or unprecedented. Like, every, those are the two every terms commercial. that every commercial says, right? Um, and it just wait, like, so does that mean we need to start doing that? I think so. I think we need to start it. Oh, welcome back to the uh, fellas, fellas, fellas. Welcome back to the episode of the unfiltered. Hold on, the farm unfiltered during these unprecedented or yep. uncertain times. We appreciate you tuning in. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, now I think it's, now it's people real. Now are, can, people are already, we're already blowing them up. So we got to do something, change it up a little bit. That's true. That's true. We have been I mean, how much at, content um, we got now, Joey? Why don't you tell them? Well, much I'm just, I was just going to say, I don't, if you haven't got an email from us in the last week, I mean, <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm sorry, guys. If you've been getting blown up by emails, um, I get it. We actually had someone email this this morning. They didn't know where the unsubscribe button was, and they they emailed us and asked asked you if we could take, take them off the mailing list. list. And I'm like, I'm sorry, we're just trying to tell you all the stuff that we got blown out. We got a ton but of stuff and released all in the last like two weeks. For some reason, I think it was an assistant football coach. So I mean, oh. I, I could potentially understand why. So. I mean, kinda. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess. Well, I mean, you could also just be our friends. We're baseball guys. Right. You can't be our friends. Yeah. You know what I'm like, I don't think I've ever unsubscribed from a list. I mean. <laughs> Probably should, but <laughs> I'm actually subscribed from like three different emails. Just so yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm helping some of these opening rates for sure. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just collecting. I'm definitely helping people. I, I mean, I get it. 
Um, right. So yeah, but if you haven't got an email from all the content that we've released in the last, you know, uh, week or so, I'd be shocked. So right. um, yeah, we're just, and if you, if you haven't, it's probably in your spam folder. So go ahead and check that. Um, but yeah, I mean, right. The craziness of, um, if you guys don't know, um, I've been doing remote lessons, right, Bo? So I've yep. been started doing some remote lessons, which I hadn't done in, first off, I haven't done remote lessons, I think ever. Right. Yeah. And then second, um, lessons themselves, I probably haven't done in. Yeah. A while. You know, a year and a half. Years, I mean, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, even that, even when I was in, even when I was out there, I wasn't really out in Utah. I wasn't really doing lessons. Yeah. Like that is that, that was a whole nother realm. You know what I'm saying? I was doing, yeah, I was, I was working with a team. Yeah. Uh, and know. then driving all morning. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Driving, driving Lyft and giving, uh, you know, I'll probably get lessons in the car, but he's put me on their game. I learned a lot when I drove Lyft. That was good. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so now doing all these lessons um, that I've been doing and also too, I'm only limiting it to Tuesdays and Thursdays, right? Yep. So that we can actually get, and we're still behind. I'm going to do right. doing Tuesdays and Thursdays and we have 60 yeah. lessons that we need We've to catch. Got a lot of content. Yeah. yeah. So basically, again, we're cutting out all that fluff. And one of the biggest things, um, you know, Bo, I know that you got the chance, you know, to, and, uh, I, I'm sorry, but you had to shadow me for quite a, quite a while yeah. when we were, we were at 108 together. Yes, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, look, I don't know about you, but I would say that that's when I learned the most is oh, for shadowing sure. and seeing right. how things are like implemented. Um, right. And, you know, that was for me is that was a, you know, big piece. So, well, that's, I mean, honestly, that's why. I think that's why me and you both, the farm talks, I was so attracted to putting it out because I really did learn so much from just seeing and watching and listening. Agreed. Um, and being able to get a glimpse of that for, you know, almost free and see how it's done. Like I learned way more than that than anything I could read or, you know, go find anywhere else. No. Really. Uh, uh, well, and that's the thing. Look, you have all this information, but then you have to go make it applicable and just saying, okay, there's all this context that's around it. Right. So one thing that I, I don't know if you did, Bo, but one thing that I would do um, is I would basically have um, I would basically have this information that I would see on like social media or, or whatever, right? Um, and then I would go and try it with a hitter, yeah, right? Sure. And then when I would go try it with a hitter and it didn't work, I'd be like, oh, it's trash, right? It's not not useful at all, right? Um, the problem with that though is that a lot of things, you know, everything works and everything sucks. It just has to be right, you know, in, in the right time, right? So like, for example, if I'm talking to you about um, icing and how important it is for a cake, right? And we've kind of given this example before, right? But like, if I'm talking about icing and how important it is for a cake and I go and try to put icing in on my cake and then I throw it in the oven and then I'm like, what the heck? That came out awful. Icing is awful. It's like, no, you just use the icing at the wrong time. And right. so because of that, and maybe I'm wrong here, maybe again, there's certain icing you put on before you go in the oven. I'm not your well, expert. I'm just using this as an example. Okay? Right. So um, that um, you just put the icing on at the wrong time. So of course it didn't work, but it doesn't mean the information wasn't good. You just didn't get all of the information, which is where the right. context is very important, right? Like no coach would be sharing information that hasn't worked, that hadn't worked for them. Right. Right. So I always take it in good faith with all of that stuff is just knowing that like, again, that the coach is telling me that for a reason. It obviously has worked for him. Right. 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 So what do you think for good transition a little bit to what we talked about with the youth players and the parents for, especially right now, because a lot of facilities are closed. They can't go in here. They can't go in there. If I'm like a young or a dad that's doing some of the remote stuff, but also wants to blend in and 
um, Twitter's became a tool for people that want to coach their kids at home. Yeah. Um, now that you've done the lessons and you've interacted virtually with parents, what do you think a big um, they can start doing for their kids at a younger age if they want to take more ownership over that process? Well, I, this is the first thing I tell all of our lessons. When I have lessons the first session, I tell them that my job is to make my job not existent. Right. That's my job. And again, from a leadership standpoint. So I'm trying to tell them is that I don't want you – we don't, we're not going to be doing lessons every single day. It's just like business, right? Um, in the same sense. So what your boss is supposed to do is you guys have a meeting. You talk about what that meeting, right? Things you need to work on, things you're doing really well, et cetera, et cetera. Gives right. you direction. And then for the next week or whatever period of time, you go and try to execute that goal, right? And then uh, when you go to try to go execute that goal, that's when, you know, again, all those, the, uh, we circle back and, you know, we continue right. that over a process. So that's what I do with a lot of our athletes and a lot of our parents is I'm telling them is I'm trying to make my job non-existent. And to do that, um, what I need to do is teach them again, the things, not necessarily, they don't need to know what I know, but right. start getting them some information. Again, you may, you could be again, a janitor at a place, right? And I might be the CEO. You don't need to know what the CEO knows to be able to perform. But at the same time, if I can give you some context of how to do your job or how to do your job a little bit better, or again, what you're doing well, what you're not doing well, or again, what all of our other janitors are doing at all of right. our other locations, again, I can supply you with a lot of context so that you're able to do your job better, right? right. So um, I think in large, you know, again, that's been my role with a lot of those parents. And that's what my initial conversations are with them is to be to start acquiring some of these information, these resources, which again, Farm Plus, we're trying to do for a lot of people is give them a lot of those that information so that right. they can take their development into their own hands rather than it being like needing someone else um, to be able to execute. Right, Bo? For sure. Um, is that something you did for, because I've done that ever since I've done, I probably have been doing lessons since I was 17, 18. Mm. Ever since I've done lessons, because I know a lot of people, I mean, it's a little different if you have like a facility with memberships that parents aren't going to go back there and watch you train yeah. players. Keep talking. I'm going to adjust this camera while you're talking. Oh, you're good. But every time I do lessons, I like the parents to be there and I like the parents to be uh, almost participating in a way. So they, they're in the know because yeah, I might be helping Billy right now, yeah. but in season, I'm not going to be there. And mm -hmm. if the parent understands and the player understands and they can work together, like yep. powerful. So I always try to get the parents involved, whether it's, I mean, obviously as much as they want, some parents don't want to be involved. Some parents just want the kids to go hit with Joey because Joey knows what he's talking about. But I've always tried to get people involved because duplication is powerful. And mm -hmm. especially because training players and training, getting quality uh, training is expensive. Like, yeah, I know that, you know, that anybody yeah. with and, kid knows that it's getting more expensive. So look, yeah. if I can help you in the short time, but empower you to know, so you can help yeah. your son. That's my ultimate goal. Well, and this is the, this is the thing just, I want to give some context and some love for some of the guys that are doing lessons out there right now too, is that think of it like this. If you're spending time with that CEO, right. And you're the janitor, right. And you're going to go and get, spend time with that CEO, his time, his opportunity cost is a lot different than other people's opportunity cost. So right. meaning is this, is that I also understand why people's lessons are getting more and more expensive because they got to understand that For again. Sure. And like one-on-one -on -one time isn't very productive for the person that's running the business. 
Yeah. Right. Because again, there's so many opportunities to be able to teach people at large, right? Like, like for example, when I used to do um, speed and agility, right? I used to train some speed and agility here in town, right? Yeah. You'd have a team come in and each kid would give five bucks. Mm -hmm. Boom. They all get five bucks. Well, if we just do the math real quick, right? You got 20 kids, right? They all give you five bucks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Boom. You just made a hundred bucks. You're only doing it for an hour. Boom. You're making a hundred bucks an hour. Right now. Let's say again, now all of a sudden I'm gonna go do a hitting lesson. When I got one kid, if I charge that one person a hundred bucks for that hour, right. Then all of a sudden they're like, Whoa, this is so expensive. But you're like, what? Well, that's the hard part though. It's like, how do I do that? Right. That now all of a sudden I'm choosing to make less money to train one person rather than me training a group. And there's right. all that, you know, that other side of those things. Right. And again, like a lot of times that's even for me, but like for a long time, I was like, it'd be really hard for me to do lessons just because of the opportunity cost of like, right. I'd have to find a way to make it make sense, which sure. we've done by including it into farm plus and being able to repurpose in a lot of different yeah. ways where yeah. it does make sense where we could still keep the cost down. But look, yeah. Bo, like not every instructor has what we have. Well, especially too, like virtually right now, it's one thing if you have a cage and you can go to a place in town and you can get three or four kids together for yeah. an hour. Yeah. Virtually, it's pretty tough. You can't, you know, you, it has to be more individualized unless you're going to share a Zoom call with four kids and that aren't in the same location. Agreed. So I think we're in unprecedented times, as I think yeah. you said in the beginning of the show. Yeah, but sometimes. there's really not a way around it virtually. Um, yeah. Which I don't know. I mean, I, I always try to do group lessons if they're in person at least two or three there's kids a lot of benefits to no matter what lessons too yeah. um but yeah i mean i think that i think the more creative you can get and reach more people you're gonna have to just because like you said the opportunity cost like we still have bills and overhead we have to pay is as bad as that sounds people don't like to hear that but that's just the reality especially right now there's coaches that don't have jobs well like you know well, yeah and i was gonna say that too look people don't really get that is that Again, 90% of businesses fail within the first five years. That's not baseball businesses. That's just businesses, period. General. Yeah. 90% fail within the first five years. And when it fails, that usually means bankruptcy or somebody's in debt. Yeah. Okay. So uh, people obviously see it as, right, just from their limited scope of being like, you know, I'm spending, you know, 100 bucks for this lesson for this hour, right? But this guy's paying for the AC, the, you know, the, all the all other expenses, right? You got your AC, your equipment, your baseballs, and baseballs are expensive, right? right? So you have all these things going on where virtually it actually makes a lot more sense because that puts a, more of the cost on the consumer, right? It's your baseballs, it's your bat, it's your, you know, you buy the products, you buy the other stuff, right? So um, it's actually been interesting kind of like in that way that virtually it starts to make more sense when you, you know, from a business sure. perspective when you're looking at it. Yep. Um, but so... It also, I think by ever people, again, by parents, your original question, by parents getting more involved in their players' development or players taking more responsibility for their own development, they start to appreciate their coaches more being like, man, like I've never had to pay for baseballs. I've never had to pay for, uh, you know, bats or training materials or, you know, weighted balls or, um, you know, cameras or any of the things to be able to watch myself hit or tripods or water balls or any of the things that like I'm using during the thing, like. Now these people are having to go out and acquire themselves, right? And also too, that forces me to again find things that are cheaper so that they can go and acquire these things over time, right? right? Five bucks here, ten bucks there, twenty bucks there, ba da 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 da, and they can acquire some of these tools, um, and they can take again their own development where they're not just using those tools when they're only with me. They should be doing all these things again. I would say ninety percent of the swings that I took when I was developing, you know, as a player were by myself, right? Sure. So, yeah. so I think that that's a big piece. Um, 
that's a big piece there that a lot of people, you know, again, are obviously, uh, that, that changes things quite a bit. Right. Um, yeah. so I think, I think that that's like a huge part of the conversation that it, uh, most of those, I mean, think about your local batting cage, most of the cages, like, again, how many batting cages around you have popped up and went down and popped up and went down and popped up and went down. It's, it's really hard to keep oh. a profitable business, especially a batting cage. Um, yep. you can only be open for limited windows. Again, if you're open at 9am, uh, not let's talk Monday through Friday, normal schedule, not during unprecedented times. Okay. <laughs> normal schedule from 9am down to like two or 3pm, you're going to probably get zero business, right? There's going to be very yep. little people that are actually coming into your facility, right? Unless, so, unless it's summer, but yes. Most unless it's summer. summer. Correct. A hundred percent. Um, so, you know, with all that being said, you typically have to be open during the nighttime, which also too, that's a really hard life as well, right? As a facility cost. Yeah. Every single day, right? When everybody else is enjoying, like everybody's working during your day. It's like almost working like, uh, it's like backwards. Yeah. It's, it's, everything's just backwards. It's not graveyard shift, but it's definitely like swing shift or, you know, yeah, I, would, I would even say it's swing shift. It's actually that, that, that like, later shift, right? It's shift, like a combination yeah. of what, what mm-hmm. you said. That it's more of the night shift. Yeah, like night shift and swing shift, like put together. Yeah. Like you're got kind of during that that middle time, right? So, yeah. yeah, there's just a lot. There's just a lot that is, yeah, growing into that life where you know, again, at some point, it doesn't make sense for either side, right? If I have to charge this much to be profitable, but you don't can't afford that price, and it, you know, then there becomes an issue where it's like that's happened. How many times has that happened with technology where it's just like we might just have to wait five years until we can make this. All these pieces can be cheaper. And there's more of a market and it makes sense now where before it didn't make sense, which like, um, for example, that happened with camera technology, right? Everybody was using radar. Everybody was using radar for everything. Rapsodo, all those guys are using radar. Now, again, you got like guys like Yacker Tech where now where cameras are coming to a price range where it makes right. sense to create products that are using camera technology that in, in some ways are definitely far superior um, in certain, in, in certain um, analysis but you just couldn't afford it at one point and the consumer couldn't afford it and the company couldn't afford it. So there wasn't a product. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's definitely opened up a new window um, yeah. into the landscape now that there is, um, you know, a virtual side of things. And um, yeah, so there, there, there's definitely some, some differences uh, there yeah. that I think has been cool. Been I wonder neat. what the, I wonder what that looks like the blend back into normal times when things yeah. can, go back in, especially for, um, you know, companies that do remote, like primarily through the business, like, yeah. is that sustainable? Will you still have in-house guys? Like, I don't even know what that looks like. You know, we do some consulting and help some other companies that have done that. And that's the yeah. discussion we've had is how, you know, now we have 25 remote guys and we also have 75 in-house guys and we don't have enough trainers to sustain both. And we just took a pay cut from one, from COVID. And what are we yep. supposed to do now? Now we have all these kids training remotely that, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of put a lot of baseball guys in a pretty tough spot, especially people that, you know, have been forced to create income. And now they're, it'll be interesting, I think, to see what happens with that. Yeah, it's just interesting too. I mean, look, I think this is the thing that, um, uh, did you see the thing that uh, Jocko put out the other day? I retweeted it uh, on John Peabody, like made a post about it with Jocko Williams. Uh, he has a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like a Navy SEAL. He came out with a book. Um, yep. came out with a couple yep. books now. Yeah. Um, but he talked about how the mindset of when things aren't going your way um, of responding with the word good. Yeah. Right. Like good, meaning like there's, there's good things that always come out of bad situations. 
right? Or tough situation or adverse situations. Mm -hmm. And so the, the mindset there is just more so with that is I think in large, yes, is there going to be some setbacks? There's going to be some things that people are going to have to deal with 1000%, but also at the same time, I think it pushes the game in a new direction. Um, It pushes the game in a new direction where it, you know, again, it's going to force some adaptation, which realistically, again, from a business perspective, first off, most business guy, most baseball guys aren't business guys, right? They're just not. Yeah. Right. So they, a lot of times too, a lot of business, a lot of baseball guys don't run very successful businesses. Their business model is flawed from the very get go. You know, I'm just going to open some cages. I got this building for cheap and, you know, and then we're, you know, we're going to be good. And it's just like, all right, but this is the thing. Any, a lot of facilities can be good at certain seasons of the year. Yeah. How about again, when there's certain times of the year where facilities don't do as well, you know? So then you got to get creative with other income sources to be able to get to that next level of being able to do that. Right. So that's a very interesting thing, right? Like, and I think that brings back in again, the parent dynamic of parents have to take more responsibility for their players development, right. Or their kids development. Right. And um, they got to take take care of a lot of these other resources where it makes sense for both. Right. It makes sense for a company like us. Right. It makes sense for like our family to their family, right? What we can provide for them without owning a facility because of how much overhead that involves and how quickly the farm system would be out of business, right? Right. So um, they're definitely, and again, also too, it takes a lot of your time, right? Then you have to be doing what makes money and not necessarily what creates value. Right. And, And again, you could also say what creates value creates money, but at the same time, sometimes you have to be doing things that just pay the bills. Right. We're worried about, we're worried about paying bills much more than we're worried about creating, you know, maybe something that we think would be huge for the community just because there isn't necessarily a market for it right now, or we can't monetize it. Right. Well, and I think value is something that, I mean, you've talked about, but value is all subjective. Like, who is it yep. valuable to? What, yep. what are we making? Is it valuable for me and Joey? Is it yep. valuable for the baseball community? Is it valuable for parents? And that, that's my biggest thing, I think, for, um, you know, talking to these guys and getting people on for remote training is the parent and the player have to be on the, the parent and the player first have to be on the same page for it to truly be valuable. Like the player doesn't want it and the parent wants it. It's not valuable. If the yep. parent wants it and the player doesn't want it, it's not valuable. Yep. The parents want it and Joy doesn't want it. There's no value. So yeah, I think that's a big thing too, is a lot of parents are, uh, I don't want to say projecting, but a lot of the conversations I'm having, the kid might not be as invested and it's not yeah. the training and it's not the program. It's yeah. the value of the interpretation of the information. Yeah. And some of that has to do with too, obviously when they get into it, the coach being able to create that, right. Yeah. The captivate and build the passion and, and being able to like share right. a passion with somebody, right. The better coaches are able to do that. Better leaders are able to do that. Right. Well, plus um, a, a lot of it's, a lot of it's the delivery and how well, right. Yeah. the process of the lesson is like, is it, can I digest it? Yeah. Is there something throughout the week when I'm not hitting with Joey that now I can continue the education? Am yeah. I looking forward to hitting on Monday because it's a good process and I actually like it? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I, I think a lot of baseball guys overlook that just business in general, overlook at the, yeah, it's great. You have the information, but if yep. you can't present it in a, a, a digestible way, there's no value. Well, and put it this way, you gotta, you gotta make, the mind you got to make the mind and everything like 
uh, I think as, as um, this is a line, actually, I think I stole from Randy out in there at Florida baseball ranch and saying, you gotta give, you gotta make the body give a damn, but it's the same thing with the, with the, the brain, right? Is that, for example, <laughs> something weird that I think that I do comparatively to other people, how weird would it have been for you, Bo, to go and getting hit, go and get a hitting lesson and you not swing one time the whole time? It would have been weird up until about a year and a half ago, but yes, growing yeah. up, it would have been very weird. Yeah. So I do that a lot Yeah. where we'll have a session and I'll say, basically, again, we come from this context. You pay me to be your hitting coach, not your swing coach. Yep. I'm your hitting coach. My job's to get you to hit. Yeah. So if we need to talk today and we just need to talk about how you did this weekend and we need to, again, talk through what it looks like, again, to deal with failure or success or adjustments or all of these other things, right? I have a lot of sessions where we won't swing the whole time. It might be a 30 minute session. We don't take one swing, but we're right. talking about hitting the yep. entire time. Yeah. Right. Well, and then yeah. that guy, it's so funny. I had a player that did that, right? We sat there and we talked about, we talked about hitting for uh, 30 minutes. Okay. Again, left the conversation feeling really good. And his dad texted me later and said, he literally hit the best he's ever hit in his entire life today. Yep. And yep. that's again from us talking, right? Yep. Um, that's a, I mean, I always start every kid I hit with, because it's, it's like Lance always said, that it starts in the brain. Does, does the brain follow the body or does the body follow the brain? Mm -hmm. So even the first 30 minutes of any lesson I do the first time, I, I never swing. All we would talk mm -hmm. about is mentality. And usually that time, those swings after that is probably the best that they've had. And we didn't even talk about probably anything other than mindset because yeah. Yeah. like you're saying, the brain, you got, you got to prime it before you can actually put it into action. Yep. yep and agreed. there's been times where for a week you're, you're not doing that. I mean, you've done it for, you know, if you're progression or working on something, sometimes you won't swing for six weeks. I've, but, I've had got, I had, I had a guy not swing in a cage for three months one time. Yeah. Which, I mean, I think that might be, would, would you do that for individual lessons? Like with parents, do you think? Um, not, again, everything is context with it. Again, uh, that scenario is extreme case and it's the most extreme case I've had where I had to fully repattern a guy that was, wasn't a very good athlete and was very far in the wrong direction. And also too had the mentality to be able to do that and come every single day and be willing to go still. Um, a lot of guys I couldn't be able to do that with, but in that particular set scenario. Um, also too, again, that's actually an athlete that doesn't play baseball anymore. And he continually texts me and tells me again, like how much of an impact or, you know, like things that he thought about, like during certain parts, like we had a lot, a lot of that process was getting his brain where it needed to be. And it was right. a lot of me and him talking a lot of me and him getting through and getting him to move certain ways, but a lot of like development with him as a person um, that was more important than, you know, just him, you know, how he was just purely swinging in a cage. And again, frankly, a lot of stuff that you, you couldn't make a lot of these changes. I, I even have some of these guys, it'd be great to get them on uh, some of these older players to get on a podcast. Right. right. And us, uh, us to talk through being like some of these changes, like they, they're aware of later on. They're like, there's no way I would have been able to make those adjustments while I was swinging at a ball. And I know now I understand the precedent of why I needed to do that. And I needed right. to step my, I needed to step out and actually go that other direction, you know? Yeah. Well, I think, a, I think a big thing, we always talk about that too. It relates in business as well, that making a change, they always talk about how hard it is to swing change. Yeah. Not necessarily, it is hard physically, but it's yeah. more challenging mentally than, than physically because it, you're changing your whole paradigm. The way you think, the way you view, the way you view training. When I came out to 108, 
I mean, I'm more of a mental guy, so I always place importance on, on the mental side, but it's way more challenging to you mentally than physically, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. it's, it's challenging your core beliefs. It's, it's like learning something brand new for the first time. Physically, it's going to be tough, but mentally getting yourself to buy into something new is very hard. Yeah, agreed. And the good thing though, is again, even at 108, right? When guys would uh, come, when guys would come, they um, already had the mindset that they wanted to make adjustments. For sure. Right. Which is why they're coming in the first place. So that's where it's a For little sure. bit different than being in a normal like hitting space. If a guy was just like on your team. Yeah. Um, but that's definitely something that's different. Um, and I think, but, I think, uh, but, but I also think that, I mean, this is probably a different podcast, but truly making progressions and changes. I think people have a different idea of what that looks like. And even mm-hmm. at 108 guys would be like, I'm not going to hit for two weeks. Like I'd be sitting yeah. there watching their face and you'd be like, yeah, put your bat down, you know, let's get outside. And they'd yeah. be like, Oh, Joey, yeah, here we go again, Joey. But yep. it's, that's it's true. almost, it's, it's almost again, like uh, a perfect example of this, right? Karate kid. He shows up and he's like, Hey, I want to learn to fight. And he's like, all right, cool. Clean these floors. Yeah. All right, cool. Paint this fence. And he's yeah. like, I'm not going to fight. Yeah. Like, so it's so funny. I can't tell you how many guys that I've trained that call me like Mr. Miyagi. Right. right. And like, that's their thought process of me. Um, of me, because again, I use that as an example and say, Hey man, like I'm going to teach you to hit. It might not, yeah. again, if you thought you're going to come here and you thought we we're just going to do all the conventional stuff, that's why you're going to get conventional results. Like we yeah. do things unconventionally. Right. Yeah. So, you know, this isn't a, um, knock on what you've done with other guys. This is just how, you know, again, I, I can right. get you results. I want to get you results. And you know, again, yeah. I know it, it's like that old, um, statement, right. It was like, um, like Abraham Lincoln's quote, right. Of him saying like, um, if I had six hours to chop down the tree, I'd spend the first, you know, four or whatever, or first yeah. five sharpening the blade. I don't know the exact quote, but again, yeah. I understand the concept from it. The principle yeah. of it is that, again, if I had only a certain amount of time with you, that a majority of that time I'm going to spend on movement quality. And then, you know, so you understand what we're trying to do and we can isolate a movement and understand the movements that we're trying to get in yeah. um, and then kind of move forward with stuff, you know? So yeah. that, that's like a huge concept for guys to understand that like, just because we're not in the cage doesn't mean we're not working. We're always working on hitting. Right. If we're having a conversation, if we're in the uh, uh, pitching room, if we're in the, uh, you know, in the uh, performance room, right. If we're out to eat, eat or whatever, you know, how many ideas about like how many, how often are you working on business though? I mean, literally you're always priming your brain. It's always, yeah. it's always learning and acquiring information. Always. Yeah. It's just like the, uh, I, I was thinking about the chop wood, curry water mm-hmm. guy shows up to be a samurai warrior. He says it 10 years and he doesn't even start shooting until what you're like six or seven. Yeah. And he's so confused with this. Your brain is always acquiring new information regardless of the task. Yeah. And where are you channeling the information in the, in the six hours you're not hitting is going to impact how you are hitting. Yeah. So and, like, and, and that's the other thing too, is even if something, your body completely understands something, your mind completely understands something, you also are literally physically your brain is adapting yeah. towards what you're doing and you're developing different pathways for what you're like your subconscious. Right. So like mm-hmm. you're going, it was so interesting looking at the like neuroscience of like skill acquisition and yeah. then like looking at it that your brain is, you know, sorry, your brain is, uh, your brain is, is, is literally um, mapping right? This other uh, pathway for it to continue to go down and it's mapping a new subconscious that when something happens to you again, like um, tr- when they, a lot of guys are training, like let's say like military or something like that, right? You do the same things over 
and over and over and over and we're drilling and we're drilling and they're like, I can do this. I can do this. This is, this is, I've done this a million times, but it's like, yes, but now can you do it again when there's bombs going off, when there's, you know, your best friend just got shot. Like, you know what I'm saying? When all this crazy variables got thrown in there and all this noise got thrown into the system, you want it to be a subconscious movement. When a guy, you know, throws a punch at you, you can't, when a guy is throwing a punch at you when you're fighting, you can't go move head to right. Right. Sleep. React. You can't, yeah. you just got to react and be like, oh, this is what I do when something's gone. You know, like, but you have to train that, right? That's all part of training, right? Um, uh, again, not to get too political here, right? But this is also big things of what's going on, like right now in the world, right? People are talking about with police, right? It's just that the training it takes to make it when things go crazy, right? When things go crazy off the wall, right? Guy, guy pulls your gun, points a gun at you and what you do within two seconds without right. thinking, what do you do? Yeah. Right. Yep. These, this is training, right? Like that's all training. And it's, and again, it, see, people under appreciate, like how many times you've been out of store? I, I, again, I was a regional manager, so I used to get this comment all the time. Yep. Train your people better. Train your right. people better, right? Like that's a common okay. thing that a lot of people will say when they're upset with your customer service, anybody on right. the team. And people undervalue how hard it is to train people. Very hard. Right? Very hard. And to get people again, and, and it's one thing then to know the information, then to know, understand in most situations how they would react. And another thing, how somebody would react when you have this aggressive attitude and what they do within one second and what they decide to say back to you. Right. And like, that takes time. Like that's again, the yeah. mindset, that's well, a subconscious decision. Even if, you know? even if you, when you look at how the brain processes information, very hard to replicate fight or flight moments. Like you can, Oh yeah. I mean, you can sit here and say, you know, somebody breaks in my house, this is what I'm going to do. And we could right. think about it all day long. When that guy breaks in the house and that adrenaline starts pumping, you've never been there. Yeah. I mean, you have a couple of times, but not that exact situation. So, yeah, for sure. And is baseball, not even just baseball coaches as coaches in general, that's why I think it's kind of funny. I'm not, I don't want to get political. I mean, I've argued with friends for two weeks about, yeah. politics, but not to get too political, but we, it's not like it just turns off when you're outside the field, like that response yeah. when you fell in baseball, that's probably how that guy is going to respond when he fails in on his test, when he fails crossing the red light, like it's all one thing, but yeah. as professionals, we think that it's just pertains to this area. And then yeah. this area and then this area, well, no, it's all one thing. And you yeah. always have to be practicing how you respond in those moments because that's how right. you're going to respond on the baseball field yeah. all how the time. You do, it's how, not, you do, how you do it's anything is how you do everything. Right. And that's like, the, that's the biggest thing. The question I get asked all the time is how to respond with failure. And I always say, how do you respond with failure outside of baseball? Yeah. That'll probably tell you how you're going to respond to base to failure in baseball. Yeah. And that's where you need to start. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I mean, it starts with that, you know, again, I know you tweeted it. I've tweeted it before of the shopping cart thing. Yeah. Right. Like we've talked about that a couple of times and there's a lot of like theories that are out on that. But again, like how you do anything is how you do everything. Like I wouldn't, it's not even a option in my head not to return my shopping cart. For sure. It's not even an option in my right. head. Right. right. Um, I, I don't even think about that. Right. Yeah. But again, for, uh, a lot of people like it is an option, right? And they don't even think about it the opposite way of being like, oh yeah, I mean, what do you mean? I just popped it up here on the curb and right. you know, that was it, right? So, so I, I think with all of that is again, I underappreciate inputs into my life, mm-hmm. people, 
books, what I'm watching, what I'm listening to. You guys are listening yep. to a great podcast, so you guys are good. Um, and then, <laughs> and then, and then um, also too, just like all my what I'm consuming, food, inputs, oh, yeah. all this stuff, what it's going into my brain, the people I'm around, my friends, right? And you know, I I, I get I get this question to my mom uh, the other day, Bo, and this is something that I I kind of brought up with her is that I said, Mom what do you think that you did that, you know, something I noticed in all my brothers is that we think that we can all be billionaires. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's a powerful thing to cultivate mm-hmm. out of three men in your family. Like they, all of us like feeling like invincible that we can go and achieve all these crazy things, especially when we came from broke, you know, like right. all these things were against us. Right. And so to develop a mentality where this isn't it, and this is what we're, this is only what we're able to rise to. Like, being able to, you know, what did you do to be able to create that? Because again, obviously that's different, right? When it's, it'd be different if, it, if I was only like that, or my older brother was only like that. But again, like all like, and I got, I got a sister too. And again, not to, not to knock there, but my brothers have this, like, again, like we can feel like we can be billionaires, right? Like that's just like, you know, there's nothing stopping us from achieving what we want to achieve. And so I asked my mom that I said, that's something I want to have, you know, give to my kids. That's something I want to give to my players. Is right. that they think that they can achieve anything, right? right. Um, and that, and again, is it? Then people start the argument, right? Can you achieve anything? No. Is it a great mindset to have? Yes. We're talking right. about the mindset side. That again, I want to achieve everything I can achieve within a you know without limiting myself in my brain. And if yeah. I think that there's limits to what I can achieve, I'm obviously not going to try, right? right. Like, or I'm, or, I, or I feel like I'm gonna stop. I will stop trying or whatever. I always right. have to think that I can do. Have you seen a? Have you seen the the TV series Hannibal? Um, I've, I think I've watched like maybe an episode. So it's interesting because if you think that there's limitations for what you can achieve, you can break the limitation down. Like that. That's that's what you think of yourself. For yeah. every Joey, there's also somebody that doesn't think that way. Oh, agreed. And by training ourselves one way or the other, you know, if you were surrounded by people that told you no all the time. Yeah. eventually you'd think you couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Where if the guy that's had limitations hung out with Joey and Bo and you know, your brothers all day, eventually they'll probably start thinking they can do everything. So yeah. yeah. Nature and nurture is completely different. Yeah. I was going to say that too, right? There was also that perfect person in that situation that the more people tell him he can't, he's like, you know, like Dustin Bedroya, he's like, you know, right. like there's certain those mindsets where it's like that you actually motivate people by telling, but again, that's where it's like the, the nature, right? Like right. genetically, like that's how their brain's been processed that like, that's how they interpret information where it's just like they have a chip on their shoulder that no matter what you say to them, they're going to be out to achieve that. But again, there's a lot of people that are the opposite or are predisposed to being victims, right? Sure. Predisposed to be. And then also too, when you stack that on top of nurture with people telling them that or surrounding them with people that are also saying that you can't achieve, you can't do this. You know, you know, this is the reason why you'll never be successful. And you say all those things, right? You're developing a mindset. Yeah. Right. And, and they say, that's the same thing too, that you're a, uh, you know, you're a average of the five people that are around you, right? The closest yeah. five people that are around you. And again, if you, if you were hanging out with millionaires all the time, I, I was having this conversation with, uh, uh, with Robbie, uh, my brother, the other, uh, other day, where he said, I told him this, I said, this is the thing is that I noticed because I've, I've been around a lot of millionaires, right? I, I've worked with, you know, as a regional manager, I was around executives all the time. I, I, I grew up in academies, all these people had money around me all the time. Now I didn't have any money, 
but I was around people that had a lot of money. And actually I spent more time with these people that I even spent with my dad who didn't have a lot of money. Right. So it's almost like, and again, I'll give a book recommendation here. If you haven't read rich dad, poor dad, Ooh, game yeah. changer. Go, go listen, go. That's a great book. That's about to uh, talk about the analogy I'm about to give is that when you're around people that are successful and that could be financially, that could be morally, that could be ethically, that could be, you know, all these things, whatever, something that you admire, right. In that, in that, in that arena is that the conversation is different. Yeah. The conversation is different. Um, for example, people that are unsuccessful, they spend a lot of time talking about why they're not successful. Yeah. <laughs> they spend yeah. a ton of time talking about all the things that are stacked against them. Yeah. Okay. When I was around people that were successful or that were making money, right, which again was outside of my family at this point in my life, they're talking about all the reasons and all the things I have going for me, right, of why opportunity that I have around me to be successful. Right. Oh, I can take advantage of this. I can take advantage of this. Oh, this book is cheap. Oh, this resource is cheap. Oh, you can hit with this guy every single day. You can sit next to the cage and have some, you know, like all of these things that were for me. Because again, look, let's be honest, right? I was five foot eight, a hundred and yeah, fifty pounds, right? Broke, going to like a small college. Like, there was no reason for me to one go to college period, two to end up at a division one college. Like, there's no way again. Like, I wasn't the most even athletic in my family, right? Right. Like, so. I, I, again, I would attribute that a lot of those things to this mentality that I developed by being around a lot of these groups of people. And I mean, look, you can even take this by high school. This is statistically backed, right? Yep. If you go to this high school, it's a 30% chance you go to college. My yep. high school, 78% of my high school went to college. Wow. It, 78 was at the time when I graduated. That's crazy. Right? So what does yeah. that, what does that tell you? Right. Are we all just smart kids? But yeah, but it's all, that's part of it. Let's say that, let's say that's 50% of that is just because of, again, who we are, who our parents are, whatever, financially we could be able to do right. things. And again, I still went to a public school, so don't get that twisted. Right. Okay? But the other part of that, again, you could say, let's attribute at least 20% to the mentality of the pack of the culture that yeah. it wasn't even an option that we weren't going to not go to college. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I would think that intelligence isn't a prerequisite for intelligence doesn't equal success, but I think right. it can be a prerequisite for success. I know a lot of smart people that yeah. didn't go to college or lazy. Agreed. It's, it's more it's inside. One form of education. Right. Sure. And I think it goes back to the saying that our perception isn't reality. Correct. The reality is your perception. Correct. Right. Now, if you think it long enough, it's going to be the reality, but it, all of us live in reality. Yeah. And if it was all the same, then we would all live the same. And we'd right? all have the same exact like perspectives exactly. and views on everything. So, which we and don't. That's what I always say. I had this conversation with my mom last week. She's a nurse. She's working a lot, a lot of hours. I mean, her perception, which granted, I have respect for everybody in the medical field. I can't imagine what's going on. She's working like 80 hours a week. Right. Yeah. And she was having a hard time. And I, I told her, look, like you have every reason to be set, to be, you know, frustrated, but don't let your perception be the reality, have your reality manifest in your perception and change how you view it. Just like you said, it's good. This is a good opportunity for me today. I have a job, yeah. you know, I have all these things, start talking to yourself and manifest a positive reality yep. and you're going to start having positive influences. Agreed. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and well, and this is the thing too, like the, 
uh, one of the, and I give this man credit for a lot of uh, things that I've done um, when it came into, first off, just college. I mean, meeting you. I mean, there's so many things that came off of this uh, yeah. advice that I got. Again, you take that rich dad, poor dad example. One of my girlfriends at the time in high school, okay, she was, um, um, her, you know, lived in a, she actually lived in the Shane Victorino's like neighborhood. I think it was the same nice. neighborhood or the same little area. And mm -hmm. so, I mean, again, very well off. Her family was very well off. I'm on the opposite end. I had to drive like 30 plus minutes to even get to her house. Right. So, right. so there's this other side, right. Um, again, financially a very different thing. Her dad was a retired, uh, a New York police officer. Um, so he had his pension from there. So he's making money right off of his pension from New York, which is obviously much different than Vegas, um, right. cost of living. And then also had his own business as a landscaper uh, company. Right. So, um, when I would be talking to him about college, I remember the first time I brought up the college, he asked me if I was going to go to college and I'm like, Oh, you know, it's like not really a reality for me. Like that was kind of like my mindset. Like it's not a reality for me. Um, I don't have money like that. I don't even know how I would pay for it. You know, all the common things that were in my, from my right. economic status, right. Um, of where I kind of sat and he told me, he's just like, what do you mean? There's right. so many ways that you could pay for college. There's so many people that are going, here's all the, here's all these other resources. Here's all these other things like educated, but put me up on a whole bunch of game. And so I would say a large majority other than baseball, right. And we're getting around a whole bunch of people that told me that I can go play college baseball. And there was an opportunity for me to go and do that. Um, right. I ended up playing division one baseball because people told me I could. Right. right. And sure. I did have that people around me that there was these people that are saying like, yeah, you can. Right. But this is the thing though, too. This is where the, the nature versus nurture comes in. If I took that as someone talking to me being like, no, you don't understand where I come from. You don't understand. That's not possible for me. And I took it as that. I, I, the moment someone said I could, I'm like, yeah. Okay. Right. Show me how, right. Yeah. I still had that mentality. Like you're right. Like, again, I, I grew up where again, my mom's being like, Hey, I don't think this is a reality for me. Um, but then as soon as someone showed me an opportunity or gave me an opportunity, right. I'm full charge, right. I'm running down that, that lane. Um, right. A lot of people, again, will take that as like, no, you don't understand. Uh, let me, again, let me name all the reasons why that is not a real reality for me. Instead, right. I said, okay, show me, show me, right? You just made some money. You just made an opportunity. Again, I, I apply this into all other areas of my life now, right? Like yep. you just made some money. Show me how you did it. You, you were sure. successful. Show me how you did that. Me, oh, you just yeah. made some money on this stock. Show me that stock. And you, like, you know what I'm saying? You just did this with your team and that made you guys your strikeout rate go down this much. Let's talk about that. How can I integrate that? Like, learn, 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 right. learn, learn. Right. right. Um, and I think that that's a big piece is right. that, um, again, rich dad, poor dad in that scenario, right. I had my dad had never been to college and nobody in the family really went to college and that's what rich people did. Right. And then all of a sudden, right. It going flip flop where it became a reality because one, someone told me I could, and then two gave me some resources. I asked for resources of how I was able to do that. Um, and then to that, like, I mean, look at the tree that that cost, right? I ended up going to college. I ended up playing division one baseball, right? I ended up getting my degree. Uh, one, of, I, I, one of my degrees, Bo, I still got my associate. Yeah, um, take it yeah, easy there, champ. Yeah, yeah, take it either, right? My associate's degree, right? Again, ended up at uh, Planet Fitness, would have never happened, right? I wouldn't have met, I wouldn't have met you, wouldn't have had you as my business partner. Like all these other things yeah. that happened off of, again, that influence and how much that changed my life, right? By someone saying in those moments, right? And again, I, I'm not saying that again, first off, let me give the, the credit where it's really due, which in my opinion would be a God aligning that person in my life at that time right. when I needed to hear it and how I needed to hear it, um, that I was going to be able to like, let him speak into my, my life again too. Like if I didn't had a closer relationship with my dad, maybe I wouldn't have been so open to hearing, you know, other father figures speak into me. 
Um, yeah. And so again, everything happened at a particular right time and the right way that it needed to, to change my mentality for me to be able to do that, that, that thing. Right. And also too, like how my mom raised me, how my dad raised me again, you know, all the other things that, you know, opportunities and blessings that were around me as well. Right. For sure. Um, I think a big piece yeah. of that is just being open to the opportunity. Like there's so yeah, many people, there's people that come in your life. I can't, I can't remember this for a reason, for a season. What's the third one? I can't remember what it is, but I don't know. Being able to be open and to fail, because if you weren't open to listening to those guys and take the opportunity, which I think baseball, I think baseball players naturally have like a little bit of get up in them. Like I kind of still live life like I'm down 10, nothing and I'm chipping away to get to where I need to go. But we fell at such a high clip that have to, yeah, it takes a certain mentality, right? You're failing. And so I would just say chip away, like no matter where you're at, find something that motivates you and then just chip away at what you're doing and find people that have been successful, whether that's, you know, whatever you want to do. If you want to be a janitor, go find the best janitor and and chip away until you a janitor. If you want to be a hitting guy, you know, I was going to say, and add to to that bow as well, is that no one is going to be a champion every part of your life. For sure. Right. Someone could be a mentor for you when it comes to being a janitor, but maybe not in your ethics. And maybe because your ethics, you won't be as great as a janitor. Yep. Right. Maybe again, you're going to sacrifice some of your success. You could have success, right? What they consider success, financial success, so that you could have again, more morally just or ethically right or whatever. Like again, that all wraps with that, but it doesn't mean that you can't learn anything from that other guy that's had being really successful. Right. So you can have, I've had mentors in every part of my life, right? Every, every pieces. And obviously there's a lot of overlap between the two as well. I mean, over all of those, those as well, but yeah, no one's right about everything and no one's wrong about everything. And I, I was just telling this to my brother the other day too, is that I remember when I was younger, I used to think that adults had all their stuff together and you know, I I didn't think that any of them were insecure. And I thought that that was just because, uh, you know, that was just when you're younger and, you know, we're emotional, but they're not emotional. And, you know, they're adults and I need to mature, you know, all the things that's kind of put out there. But meanwhile, I'd see it's actually more pure when you're younger, right? Don't be wrong. There's emotions and you have these outbreaks as well, but there's some more purity there where there isn't all this baggage that's attached and all these layers that you have to take down, uh, figuring out why someone's insecure and why they're responding the way that they are and why, you know, all these other things that get layered on as you get older. Um, But yeah, it's like, look, like the adult, the adult isn't always right. Right. Adults are, adults are, adults are professional compensators. (laughs) Find somebody that says that they're not compensating their life. Because everybody struggles. I mean, look, my dad was telling me a story the other day that happened to him last week. And he, the same thing has been in his life since he was like seven. We all have tendencies. We all have vices. We all have crutches and they're not going to go away. You just have to be able to learn how to, how to, I don't want to say compensate, but you do. We all compensate. Yeah. Joey's still the same Joey was when he was 12. He probably still struggles with the same stuff. Yeah. Whether, whatever his vices, I don't know. Which I, which, yeah. Well, for example, like, um, my mom said too, I'm, I've always been very structured, right. very structured. My mom would tell me the same thing. You take the nap at the same time every single day. You wake up at the same time every single day. You would, again, you wanted food at the same exact time every single day. And when I didn't have structure, when I was with a teacher or a leader that wasn't structured, I had issues. And right. the same thing too, like I'm still like that now. I struggle when things aren't structured. I, I struggle without infrastructure, right? What did, uh, what did little Joey, was it, was it chicken nuggets and applesauce or what was that? Has that <laughs> changed at all? yeah no i actually hey my diet's cleaning up quite a bit though all right but i mean are you cultured yes. are we getting some some different culture in your diet 
Yeah, no, I am. I, I ain't taking down a lot of veggies, bro. You should be even impressed with me. Seriously. I'm proud. I've been stepping up. You need to start getting some, some Mexican in you because Haley's going to cook you up something good when you come up. Hey, I'm good. I know I need to come up. I haven't seen you guys in a while. You still got my, in my jacket. That yeah, it's stole, enough right stole, here. I'm looking at it right now. now. Probably, we yeah. probably wear it every day. It probably has holes in it. Probably. Um, <laughs> um, no, yeah. So I think that those are all like, you know, big things of, you know, just importance of, you know, all that pulled together. Um, yep. Yeah. And it, it's it, it, a lot of it, it, it. Look, people are, I, I'd say that one thing, like people are freaking complicated. Oh, for sure. Complicated. For sure. There's layers. You're like onions. Listen, there's a reason that people say psychologists are frauds because the brain is so hard to understand that yeah. nobody really knows. We know like 2% of what the brain does. Yeah. So like you call it a fraud. I call them brilliant because if, if people can help people yeah. without the science of really yeah. knowing what's going on, that's beautiful to me. That's well, it's just like, it's just like, it's just like, uh, uh, hitting, right? right. Hitting coaches, the same thing. Like, look, I am more of an expert than someone that has never looked at the subject period. It doesn't mean that I know everything right. though. I'm just For an sure. expert in my field at the time right now. If you take a coach 30 years from now, what I know now, they're going to be like, you know, again, that's minimal and compared to what they're going to know here in 30 years. Okay. For sure. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that I'm not an expert in my field. Right. Right. So like you, you take, you taking that, that those, uh, the certain things again, like I'm also not a novice, right? right? Like, this is what I think about all day long, every single day, looking at data, training hitters. Like this is like, this is what I do. Right. right. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, again, that's just the take in as, as well is that just because you don't know any, don't know everything doesn't know that the mean that you don't know anything. Right. Sure. And that there isn't someone that's more knowledgeable on to something like, for example, um, I've been doing this with stocks lately, right? There's brokers, right? And then you have these brokers and all you have these stock brokers that, um, obviously know a lot more about stocks than I do. Right. Now at the same time, can they tell you exactly when it's going to go up or when it's going to go down or all the, no, because they would all be billionaires, but right. they're not, they're right. not, they lose a lot too. They only win sometimes. There's a whole bunch of other things in there, right? Now, do they know a lot more than me? For sure. Right. right. Are they can still considered an expert for sure. Right. Yep. Am I still going to go to the doctor when I'm sick? Absolutely. Does that mean he knows again, every single time he's never wrong. And there isn't all these other things that are going on. Like, yeah, like it, it's, it's, it's all of that together. Right. He's still an expert, yeah. right. He's there's an expert a, in the field at the time. There's a reason psychologists have psychologists, mentors have mentors, business people reflect to other business people because yeah. you're always evolving and a hundred years from now, they're going to look back at us and be like, what the hell was the farm system doing? <laughs> but a hundred years ago, we'd be looking at them and saying, what is Garth Brooks doing? Yeah. And also too, just like we look back, we look back and we're going, um, we're going like, man, like they really had that right. They didn't know, right. maybe they didn't know exact reasons why it was working, but they knew like they knew it was good. Right. Now they just have another way of uh, providing clarity on certain subjects. Right? right. So that's like another thing as well is like, again, people are going to look back and be like, man, again, a lot of times we're, we're a little bit right. Right. And we're a lot wrong. Right. And, mm -hmm. and we're slowly trying to, uh, you know, get smaller on the, a lot wrong. But yeah. again, with that is like, um, there's obviously a lot, a lot that's right. That's mixed in there, right. That you want to sure. take that obviously there's being success in one way or another. Right. Yeah. So I think that that's big. Um, you know, it's just really important. And yep. Yeah. So I agree. Good combo. <laughs> Good. Okay. Well, um, fellas and ladies, 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 fellas, ladies, fellas, ladies, fellas. Ladies. Um, 
yeah, no, again, appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. We got a lot more stuff coming out for you guys. We'll continue to pump that stuff out. We actually have some really cool things on the docket, right, Bo? Yeah. Uh, we always say that, right? It's always like we got something else. Always. Mean, these guys are like, these guys ever not got something going on? They're like, they're like, all right, all right, we get it. It's still, you got another thing's coming. Like, they don't even think nothing's right. not going to be coming. It's, it's just they're like, God, I want to meet Bo's wife. That guy never stops. Him and Joey right. are just thinking about stuff all the time. Yeah, I mean, goodness gracious. So she's actually the, the brains of the operation. We're just- Oh, yeah. For sure. We're just the, basis. She's the, We're just the puppets. Them. Yeah. Yeah. She's the, she's the, she's a little in the back playing with, you know, making our puppets, making us yeah. walk around. If there's one person in the world, I'm just going to share this before we hang up. One person in the world that'll put Joey in check. It's Haley. I God bless it. Uh, I, she is <laughs> not afraid to tell Joey to keep his mouth shut. Pretty comical. Uh, <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, maybe, may, maybe one day we'll get her on the show just so they can see the dynamic of you two. Oh uh, yeah. That'd be classic. Um, <laughs> no yeah definitely cool all right well uh guys we will see you soon and from us and our partners over at yak attack until next time farm system out